everybody. Welcome back to Murder Blows. It is Spreadsheet Sasha coming at you with a trigger warning. This episode features a lot of freaking domestic violence, which is not cool. It's not cool at all. And if you need help, we do encourage you to call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. The number for that is 1-800-799-7233. Again, 1-800-799-7233. Please don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. We care about you. That's really what it is. Violet comes at us with, I mean, you heard the warning. So it's, you just buckle your seatbelt and grab a blanket and glass of wine. If that's your thing, because we learn more about the poltergeist and actress Dominic Dunn today. And sometimes we wish we hadn't, but it's important to tell these stories. I'm going to stop rambling. My name is Sasha, like I said, and I'm joined today by Cody, Maisie, and Violet. Here's some intro music. I'll be listening on yeah. mute. We'll all be listening. <laughs> we'll all be listening. <laughs> I was just watching Brad Leone from the BA Test Kitchen make uh, pickled onions in his own kitchen. Oh, isn't it sexy? It's a good time. Hi, Mari. Jeez, did you hear that? I thought you were <laughs> patting your lap to get her to God, <laughs> no. She's like, I'm here. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. How's it going? Oh my god. <laughs> god. Why? You do not want to play right now. You can't be serious. Yeah. You lay right there. <laughs> She's serious. She ready. Today's the first day of rain in Portland and it's really getting to her. Not the first day of rain, but after like a week and a half of just 70s and sun. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like, what am I doing? I'm inside still. Sasha, what are you eating? I'm eating the flatbread. It's tomato and criminy, which is a type of mushroom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a shroom. I put a bunch of red pepper flakes on it, and that was a mistake, but like a really good one. <laughs> So that's me with sriracha every single time. Oh, I love sriracha though. That would have been a better option because there's no sauce on this flatbread or cheese, but that's because it's vegan. Didn't know that that was an option. You just didn't put cheese on it. <laughs> it's fine. But in all fairness, most vegan cheeses, sorry, vegan cheese fans, hot take, incoming, are pretty weak. I guess compared to, like, the real thing. Like, when you're in a pinch and you're like, I need cheese, like, it exists, it's here, it's ready to party, it's fine. Yeah. But on a normal basis, it's just, it's not, I don't know. And I hate when vegan cheese is like, look, we're sharp cheddar and mozzarella and pepper jack. 
No, How? How are you? <laughs> How? Lies. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> vegan cheese. John so spot vegan cheese before on accident. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's a bad accident. Well, it was not not terrible, but it was like, oh, I know this is not your cow cheese. This ain't no cow cheese milk. The only Listen. super bad mix-up I've ever had was someone bought me cabbage instead of a head of iceberg lettuce, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is bad." <laughs> oh, that's a new one. Is, one time, yeah. before plastic was like the worst thing in the world, and everyone got a little bit more conscious about trying to use single-use plastic. I told John to get like those sandwich size bags, and he came back with the tiny, like the snack size. You know what I mean? Where it's like a strip of. It's maybe like two. Skinny people put like six almonds in. Yeah, it's like two inches deep. <laughs> They're like, what are you gonna put in there? Almonds or grapes? Thanks so much for my, not a sandwich bag. Anyway, that's not a real complaint. <laughs> <laughs> it was in 2010, though. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. it sure what was. What weird year it is. <laughs> Things used to be problems. Now we have real problems. Now there's no <laughs> problems. There's no problems at all. Everyone's great. <laughs> did you just rip a dryer sheet? I did. <laughs> I hate dryer sheets. I like them. Oh, I don't like how I they just... feel, but I like yeah. what they do to my laundry. I hate how they feel. My hands are so dry all the time now that they just like catch on every little dry fiber. That's exactly what could happen. I'm see if I can make it stick to the side of my hand without. This is a great. Ooh, that might work. Oh yeah, this my is thumb. An audio medium. I will tell you that I am staring at the camera in horror. Tis the season, bitches. It's been a weird day. It's been a weird week and a half <laughs> for yeah. me. Anyway, I know that's for everyone, but. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it really? It don't matter. <laughs> did your did your coffee shop open back up? They have been open this whole time, but they've been only strictly doing like um delivery orders. So they've been using Grubhub and Caviar. Mm -hmm. And they just opened it up today to where people can actually go in in order to go orders because they have the shop set up. Everything's like right at the door. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Maybe soon, but Maybe. I'm also getting livid seeing people protesting. I mean, I could talk about it for years, but. It's I mean, there's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I've been, this is the 12th time I've interrupted you and we're two minutes in. Go no, I think it. I've interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> I interrupted everybody and it's five minutes and 55 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I just the videos of people protesting blocking the main entrance to the hospital yelling it's my body it's my choice is so ironic <laughs> it's like but it's never... all old white men <laughs> I know always always it always is if I've learned anything this week it is always old white men okay <laughs> I know, I know the podcast listeners can't see my face, but it was wild. Like, I got real big. And I was like, oh, God. Um, 
no, it's so fucking stupid. It makes me so mad. And if these people don't catch coronavirus, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> like if I just, well, I saw the first thing I saw was on now this news, like their Instagram page, and they showed oh, yeah. their little info on the bottom of was like hardly anyone wore any uh, mask or practice social distancing. And I was like, well, nah, duh. <laughs> they don't believe the coronavirus exists. They think the government set it up. <laughs> the the old men like saying my body, my choice is like the equivalent to that vine where the guy's like, why don't you wake up so you can make, or he was like, I fell asleep because I was waiting for you to make me a sandwich. Oh, and then yeah. that guy goes, go back to sleep and star. <laughs> That's how I feel about all these old men. Suddenly, yeah. I saw a TikTok that was uh, a lady and she was like, wow, I just found out that my uncle Steve is protesting the government shutdown because of the coronavirus. Uh, what does it feel like to have a uterus, Uncle Steve? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I missed the important punchline part where it's like, because they don't believe that the government should have a say in what they do with their lives. Yeah. Damn it, that was important. No, that's implied. Got it. It's done. It's great. That's what gets me. Well, that's not all that gets me about Republicans, <laughs> but they're just so like, like, stick to your guns. If you're going to have them, if you want them so bad, stick to them. Um. <laughs> I mean, like, they're just so, okay, I almost made a very controversial statement, but you'll know what I mean. I don't mean this in a generalization, but they're like Christians. They pick and choose what they want to think is right. And then, like, when it suddenly benefits them, you know, like, at what point do Christians be like, oh, uh, shellfish isn't bad? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. When someone tasted a dumb lobster, that's when. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> shit. God said it's okay now. It's fine. It's fine. We don't have to do animal sacrifices anymore because ew. Because ew. Ew. <laughs> 10 out of 10, not a fan. And the men were like, I think we still need to keep our women locked away for like two weeks when they bleed. And women are like, mm, but who's going to make you dinner? And they're like, oh, good point. <laughs> Time to change the rule. Also, I'm not saying all women cook dinner. I'm saying men expect women to cook dinner. Not all of them. I'm angry. And that's okay. And that's just fine. And you get to be. You know why else I'm angry? Why? Because I'm a fucking dumbass. And I left my great seat bulb in the car. <gasps> oh, no. When it hit 85 degrees. And it melted. Is oh. it? Did it resolidify? Um, so yes, I stuck it in the freezer like a fucking maniac. <laughs> I was like, mm -mm, I'm still gonna use it. <laughs> so it like you oh, oh yeah. can't see it, but it's living its best life. It, it looks lost its like little weird like look to it. Does that make sense? The seediness. The seediness. Yeah, I'm gonna use some right now on camera. That no one can see but us. Love yeah. it. it it's happening. It. I'll put it as a boomerang on the Instagram. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll wait. Yeah, uh, but legitimately, that's how dedicated I am to Arcadian and Blank Slate Labs products. I would literally die without them. Not, like, probably literally, but maybe. I, I mean, don't know. Let's not test it. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't die. 
please don't die. Oh, God. No, not trying to, surprisingly. <laughs> Lexapro's a wild drug, kids. Literally, Jeremiah was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And then he like comes around and I'm like in the squatting position on my phone, just like waiting for my food to come out of the oven. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, just... It's a comfort squat. I <laughs> don't have the energy to stand upright anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you need a good comfort squat. A comfort squat. Sasha That's... does do that, though. I've seen it. <laughs> now that you mention it, like, sometimes when you're stressed or, like, in, like, kind of anxiety-heavy places, I'll see you just squat. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that time I peed on the room of a hotel floor in Knoxville. It's like... I'm nervous. I need to squat. <laughs> I am now small and exerting less energy, conserving it for when I do need it. I feel like any minute she's just going to lift her hands up and crab walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Or you can moonwalk backwards like Nick Miller. Ooh, I, I only know. only know that because we just watched that episode. <laughs> I do that so much. It's not even funny. I keep witnessing, like, arguments happen, and when I, like, don't want to be a part of it or don't have anything to input, which is most of the time, I just... (laughs) But I can't moonwalk, so it just looks funny. Don't be suspicious. Don't Don't be be suspicious. suspicious. Um, But anyways, Arcadian and Blink Slate Labs are the shit. (laughs) They're the shit. I literally use the sweet and salty scrub to help my heat rash on my titties. Um, I use the grapeseed balm for my dry hands and my dry feet. I use the sweet and salty scrub everywhere along with scruffy hands. I don't think I'm supposed to use scruffy hands everywhere. Did I already say that? I don't it's know. It's a scrub. It's fine. Yeah, I use it. the scrubs everywhere. I use the banana face wash every single day and it keeps my face so nice. Um, I only have breakouts where I sweat now and... It's not on my face, even though I sweat there, too. It's weird. Um, and I use the lip scrub. Not only the lip scrub, but as a little little treat, you know? A little cheat day <laughs> treat. Uh, but don't eat it. Just maybe, like, <laughs> when you do it, just blep your little tongue out. Just real quick. No, no, no. I'm blep. It was an accident. Wink. Um, <laughs> you can also get 15% off using code MURDERBLOWS. Lowercase or all caps? Lowercase. I don't Lower think it matters, K. frankly, but it's one word. But check it before you check out. Um, yeah. If you don't get 15% off, something's wrong, try again. Yeah, because that should be a thing. Um, also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter because they're always posting really dope shit. And I think uh, Eric Dale is doing streaming now, right? Streaming. Yeah, I saw something the other day that he was thinking about doing, like, Twitch streaming and playing, like, Overwatch, and he was oh. a PC gamer. Oh! I'm yeah, I, yeah, I keep up with it. <laughs> That's If he said it, it's probably true. As of the recording of this episode, today is April 22nd, there are a limited quantity of co-washes left. Please go get one, try it, and tell me how it is. Because I do not wash my hair enough for a co-wash. Cannot justify buying that product. But tell me. I need to know. There you go. Does Whoa. that matter? You don't. You need to wash your hair not as often? Can you use a co-wash? It's 
it's supposed to be like gentle enough for every day. I don't know if that means every day, but mm. I have pure pigment colored hair, so I'm very nervous to use anything that's not like color safe thirty dollars shampoo. Sure. That makes sense. It's very expensive. The hair and the shampoo. But it's gotta stay. You want it to stay, you know? I want it to stay as long as possible. For sure, because uh, this is a fun fact. I have really bad dandruff. um, And I was watching this video about this girl who, when she lost a bunch of weight, uh, she lost a bunch of her hair. Yes. Okay. And she was using head and shoulders, and it was stripping her color out immediately. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So head and shoulders all, like, takes out certain proteins in your hair and also puts something on it. I think that's how she described it. And it like blocks your head from like holding color, holding like all sorts of stuff. So like when you use a dandruff shampoo, if you have like multicolored hair or even just normal dyed hair that you want to upkeep, don't use head and shoulders or like any kind of harmful dandruff shampoos. Just talk to your haircut people or Google it. Your Your haircut haircut people. (laughs) Yeah. Hair uses head and shoulders every day. And I'm like, it is ruining your scalp. It is pulling out everything healthy. It's like maybe a once in a, once in every once in a while, you should really be using like a moisturizing conditioner to treat your dandruff. (laughs) As per Jonathan Van Neff, Van Ness, Van Neff, Van 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 Uh, And he actually has a home remedy for dandruff that he gives out in season. Hmm. Three and a half, maybe. Three and a half. That's apple cider vinegar in water. Just half, like one part one. Just play it on your head before. Yet, while it's wet, and let it dry. And then it'll go away. It's fine. You know what to do? Buy head and shoulders. You buy a bottle of head and shoulders and then dump the whole thing out, right? (laughs) Buy like a small size bottle and then dump it out and be like, this is their new thing that you have to start doing, but just fill it with apple cider vinegar. Oh, an idea. Don't think as soon as somebody squirts that out, they're not going to know what's up. (laughs) It's new. Head and shoulders is going with the organic trend. They're trying to be healthier. All natural ingredients. Apple cider vinegar. For real, though, there is an apple, like, green apple-scented fucking head and shoulders, and I hate it. Ew. So yeah, why would you do that? Whose hair wants to smell like a Jolly Rancher? I mean, mine kind of, but... <laughs> <laughs> your, your hair would match, like, a watermelon <laughs> scent, though. Oh, cute. I or, like, a it. strawberry moment. Yeah. It's kind of like those cosplayers that have different perfumes and colognes for different characters. That's a lot, but I'm into it. I love it, but yeah, I hardly remember to put on deodorant every day, so. Yeah, I only have uh, perfume samples that my mom mails me. Yeah. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Thanks, mom. They're cute. I just don't wear it. It makes my head hurt. Overly sensitive to smells like that. Always. Imagine your skin doesn't appreciate it either. No. She's very picky. But not when it comes to Arcadian and Blank Slate Lab. Oh, <laughs> definitely not. natural ingredients that you can pronounce. Yeah, buddy. Soak all that stuff up. Yeah, buddy. So, Sasha, how the heck was your birthday? Oh, it yeah. It was inside. Aww. It was fine. <laughs> uh, I made myself, with Jeremiah's help, in collecting the ingredients, steak and eggs. With a uh, sourdough bread from Frothy Monkeys. That was super nice. Ooh. 
Mm. Um, had birthday ramen from the secret ramen pop-up shop. Oh, yeah. I tried to drink a bunch. It didn't work. Yeah, sweet belly. I just don't think I'm a drinker anymore. Honestly? <laughs> I, like, had three beers, and I was like, well, I'm done. Honestly, though, I think this may just be the antidepressants I've been taking talking, but... As all of you on Murder Blows knows, I like to drink a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. May have killed two bottles of champagne, a magnum bottle of wine, and at least a six-pack on a day off. <laughs> One day. Um, now, I really can't do it. Like, it's not that I get too drunk. I'm just like, ugh. I'm with you. Like, the other day on... Uh, my anniversary, I had literally like two glasses of sangria and I was like, I'm done. Yep. It took me 13 hours to drink a bottle of champagne. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Even- I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> We've got other things to worry about. I guess this is 30. <laughs> Guys! <laughs> I really anticipated 30 to just be my like crash and burn where I like went back to vodka, but there's still time not that i want that to happen maybe i'll just get back into edibles again crash and burn that would be nice i smoked a lot of weed on 420 which was also my anniversary happy Um, anniversary thanks happy birthday happy anniversary he did it anything else yeah we got it we nailed it another one of our listeners slash friends had a birthday in quarantine Happy I'm gonna redo my birthday. Don't you worry. Hell yeah. Oh hell fun. yeah. And then <laughs> I can finally order you shit off Amazon because Amazon. Okay, so every time I would try and order you something, Amazon was like, "The ship date is April 24th," and the next day it would be like May 4th. Whoa. Oh wow. And then I looked on your birthday and I was like, maybe I can order it now, and it was like question mark no it didn't say question mark Ooh. it said like may 18th or something and i was like Yikes. i'll just wait it's fine meanwhile i ordered protein shakes today and they came before six o'clock wild yeah <laughs> i have no idea what's happening <laughs> like well you're gonna need this we ordered some shirts um from one of my favorite designers uh called cavity colors and they'll be here in a week yeah i have no idea I want to not pay Amazon. Like, I want Amazon to pay their people, but I also want Amazon people to have jobs. Fucking economies are hard. I don't understand. I think I just need to step back and realize that I'm not a... I am not responsible for this. I am responsible for me and myself. The end. (laughs) And you're doing great. You got a happy little family? Little kitties? Oh, yeah, my family's wonderful. Little husband? twinged my neck just turning my head Ooh. oh no no it's this is 30 no god wait is this 27 for me (laughs) (laughs) Maisie's like i'm fine no (laughs) cody's on mute being like what the fuck y'all 30 isn't old (laughs) pretty much i'm gonna be 36 on may 1st so but you don't even look it. Thanks. You really day that, well, it's you're the day mature, that Tennessee opens back up, so I don't know what I'm looking forward to that or not. I kind of am because I'm yeah. like, well, maybe I can get something good. But then I'm like, oh, all the people are going to come here and 
Give us Rona. Yeah. Yeah. Get another spike. Kentucky did it, and they're they've seen the highest amount of cases since it started. Well, Rip. they also had fucking protests last week, so let that sink in. <laughs> I mean, they're they're like opening Pigeon Forge, like wild. Yeah. Yeah, and they're gonna have like guidelines, but they haven't told us those guidelines yet because they're still making those guidelines. <laughs> I'm sure because Bill Lee, that dumbass, I hope you're a fucking listener. Listen here, you governor ass, um, made a, a comment where he was like, I trust the people to still social distance. Worst oh, part about yeah. this. And I was like, you're a fucking moron. Like, I can promise you, I yell at people every day when I'm walking to my car and I'm like, six feet, six feet. We literally just got every dumbass out of this town to leave. And like, now they can come back great <laughs> great everything's fine luckily the davidson county mayor mayor nashville's mayor whatever is like we're gonna have a plan and we're gonna follow numbers and not dates so fingers crossed yeah chill. my company's not opening back up fully i think it's question marked but i mean they're talking like june like june yeah yeah, the my office was like, we have no immediate plans to reopen in the near future. And I was like, I need to go outside. <laughs> I have to go somewhere. Work would be safe because my cube is six feet away from other people. Please let me go to work. <laughs> it's fine. I don't need to go to work. I could do this. I could quarantine. I'm strong. I live in this room now. I think it sucks too because I think like technically like we all could like hang out with each other with the exception that Eric and I both work with the public. Oh no. Mm. Yeah. Y'all are question marks. Mm -hmm. I do have to test my temperature every single time I walk in the door now though. That's good that Even they're doing that. So many people are asymptomatic. <laughs> I mean it's better that you do than you don't. But Yeah. Oh yeah for sure. Has anyone been sent home yet? Nope. Wild. Yeah, I think because they're, like, paying their people more during the coronavirus thing um, that didn't take, like, the catastrophe pay that they offered. Um, so that's been nice. Catastrophe wow. pay. Yeah, they just, like, have the option to take, like, 30 days off with pay. Part of me is into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a girl, though, dead ass. She worked one day. One day. She got hired, did her training for a week, and then worked one day and took it. Uh-huh. I was wow. like, okay. Dang. Yeah, and they can't stop you from doing that. But it's fine. You know what else is a catastrophe? Oh, God, is it time? I don't know. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you didn't like 25 minutes of coronavirus depression, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fun for you? <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. I was doing that great series of the most haunted places in Tennessee, and then I did both of my other ones, and they were so boring. Hmm. So so boring like how do you follow up the Ryman and the Bell Witch Cave and I even thought the Bell Witch Cave was boring honestly so you know <laughs> um, right. 
Yeah, I can call myself out. I'm not afraid. Um, so uh, I have to get my sources first on this one um, because I found it through one of my sources and just couldn't believe I had never heard of it. Um, so I started watching this series on Shudder, which is a horror movie streaming app. Uh, you can get for, for little you can get it for like five dollars through your Amazon Prime account. That's what I do. Um, and it's about all those films that have like supposed curses attached to it, you know. Um for people like dying on the set, you know, stuff like that. Um, but they did one on Poltergeist, which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Um, but I was so stunned that I had never heard of this. Have you guys heard of, um, a death that happened involved with Poltergeist? You did? I'm so excited! And it's not the little girl? No! (laughs) I don't know whether I'm super wrong, or you've done this case I checked. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I was real nervous about it, but I have not done this case before because okay. I didn't know it, it existed, to be honest, which is just wild. I knew about the little girl, which I'll talk a little bit more about. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about uh, Dominique Dunn. Um, my sources are Shauna Ray on YouTube. She does a great, it's like an hour and a half long video of um, this case. And she does just a great job. Uh, Wikipedia, um, her father, Dominic Dunn, uh, wrote a whole article about this for Vanity Fair. Um, and it's incredible. I seriously urge everyone uh, to read it. And I read a Los Angeles Times article from 1986. Whoa, cool. vintage. Yeah. Um, all right. So I typed it all out like a little little writer that I am. So if it sounds very scripted, it's it, it is. Um so, <laughs> Guys Geist was released in 1982 and was directed by one of my favorite horror directors, Toby Hooper. You may know him from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also to all those haters that think that he was too high on cocaine to actually direct it and that Steven Spielberg did the whole thing, you might be right, but whatever um <laughs> sorry i did not expect don't know <laughs> i was ready for you to fight someone with facts mm, not sure toby hooper was a wild card so <laughs> um yeah uh i think the only they said that steven spielberg couldn't direct because he was in contractual agreements with et i think um or something mm. like that i didn't read into it because like whatever toby hooper's a badass so he can have it um <laughs> uh but something i have missed about it like i've talked about was the story of one of the main actresses i had heard about the supposed curse on the film for years um and that was through the fact that if you haven't seen the movie spoiler alert uh there's a swimming pool scene where uh one of the actors falls into a pool filled with skeletons and those are real skeletons from india um something really great from the cursed films show on shutter too is the guy that did the special effects is like that's really not a big deal like they've been using skeletons since the 40s of movies like even in non-horror movies who said that was a good idea though like no one anywhere at the reading or on the like meeting was like what if probably didn't do that 
<laughs> hold on, like... hold on. Oh, go ahead. My school, high school, had uh-huh. a skeleton for like health class. Yeah. <laughs> and they used to make them out of real bones. Like, mm-hmm. they were real people at one point. And that just kind of creeped me out. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, if the they just kind of like, like wheeled it body. to the corner when they were done with it, too. Like, you're just going to hang out here. I mean, okay. what if you were like, I want my body to be in a horror movie, though? Me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> me. I'm, I'm the plot. <laughs> use my bones, use my organs, use my blood. Take it. Brain's probably not too big, but you can have it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that I think that caused a lot of like, oh, the movie's cursed. Like how creepy, but it, it happens in a lot of movies. But um, there was also the tragic and sudden death of the young actress Heather O'Rourke uh, during the filming of Poltergeist 3 due to a misdiagnosed illness. Um, if I remember correctly, I did not go into a whole lot on her because she... Um, she's, I hate to say she's not the point of this story, but she's not. Um, but it was very sad. She was very young. I think she got diagnosed with Crohn's, but she had something completely different. It was like a super rare illness that she was born with and she died really suddenly. Um, but I could honestly talk probably two full cases or two full more episodes just on all the wild shit that happens in the Poltergeist series or about it or the creation. Um, But when I heard the story of actress Dominique Dunn, I knew I had to talk about it. And I will say in the cursed film show on Shudder, they do not go into the level of detail that I'm about to. um, And probably because it is really fucked up. Um, yeah, so here we go. Uh, Dominique was born in Santa Monica, California, and was the youngest child to a ranching heir, a ranching heiress. She, her mother was a, a rancher, a rancho. I don't know. Um, Ellen Beatrice. <laughs> I like rancho. Rancho. <laughs> um, and, uh, her father was a writer, producer, and actor, Dominic Dunn, guy I mentioned who wrote an article earlier. Um, her family was filled with successful members. Uh, one of her Two older brothers was an actor, um, and her aunt and uncle were published no- novelists, and her godparents were actors and producers, and blah, blah. Everyone was rich and fabulous. Um, she attended the Harvard Westlake School in Los Angeles and the Taft School in Watertown, Connecticut, where I believe her father was from. Um, after graduation, she spent her time traveling and nestled down in Florence, Italy for a year, where she became fluent in Italian. Sick. Um, her acting career began in 1979, and she landed a role in a tele- television film called Diary of a Teenage Hitchhiker, and then uh, managed to nab supporting roles on pretty successful 80s TV shows uh, like Lou Grant, Heart to Heart, and Fame. I'm sure we all know Fame, right? <laughs> yes, and Heart to Heart, oddly enough. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of Lou Grant, but still, yeah. still impressive, I'm sure. Um However, it was in 1981 when she landed the role of Dana Freeling in Toby Hooper's Poltergeist. Um, Her performance is insane in the movie, and it held up so well along her equally talented co-stars. And I believe the movie was nominated for three Oscars, which is wild for a horror fan. Um, But yeah, she's incredible in the movie, and she was just a very talented actress. 
Um, shortly after they wrapped filming on Poltergeist, she met a sous chef at a restaurant called Mama Song. My Maison? My it's French. I don't know. Fancy. Um, during a party in 1981. His name was John Thomas. Oh no, it might not be Thomas. It's John Sweeney for sure. Um who uh, had escaped an abusive family life back at home. I didn't look up where his home life was because I don't care. Um, The two (laughs) fell hard and fast for each other and wound up moving into a one-bedroom house in West Hollywood together after a few weeks of dating. Always a good idea. Totally. Um, Upon her family's meeting of John, none of them were very impressed and even reached out to Dominique with their concerns. Her mother even stated that she was very protective of him and she did believe that uh, Dominique truly did love him. Her father's, her father's, her father and brothers weren't as passive about it, however, and they continued to mention that something was off. And during several lunches, um, her father noticed that she would show up to these meals like had been having been crying beforehand Mm. um when the couple returned from the long trip to meet the family i think it was in new york um things went south and very fast uh according to one account during an altercation he yanked handfuls of her hair out by the roots during an argument on august 27th 1982 it is said that he had been drinking a lot of wine and was high on pills um, she had even fled to her mother's house where Sweeney then showed up and began to bang on the doors and windows demanding to be let in. Um, Dun's, uh, Dominique's mother like begged her to let her call the police, you know, she was like, I'm calling them like he needs to go. But Dominique kind of told her no, <laughs> you know, I mean, hmm. She was like, he's just drunk. Like, let him calm down, I'm sure. Um, But she returned home with John a few days afterwards. During these bouts of abuse, Dominique began to write down her feelings about their relationship on paper. And People Magazine managed to get um, one of the parts from one of her letters. Um, It says, and I quote, Uh, Don't live for me. Live for yourself. You do not love me. You are obsessed with me. The person you think you love is not me at all. It is someone you made up in your head. I think we only fight when images of me fade away and you are faced with the real me. The only man I am interested in is you, but we are not compatible. When we are good, we are great, but when we are bad, we are horrendous. The bad outweighs the good. The whole thing has made me realize how scared I am of you. Hmm. Another instance was on September 26, 1982, um, when Sweeney grabbed Dunn by the throat, threw her on the floor, and began to strangle her. A mutual uh, a mutual couple uh, and friends of uh, Dominic and John, or Dominique, sorry, um, had been staying with them, claimed to hear loud gagging sounds and uh, struggling. But when they had run into the room, the two were apart from one another. Um, but Dominique tried to tell them that he had tried to kill her, but Sweeney denied the claim and merely told her to return to bed. Um, she pretended to do so, but instead snuck out of the bathroom window and jumped into her car. Unfortunately, John had heard her and ran out into the street and jumped on the hood of her car, demanding her to get out like a fucking maniac. Um... Dominique managed to escape this attack and went to stay with her mother and friends for the next few days. And then about a week later, she called Sweeney and told him that they were finished and he needed to get the fuck out. 
Um, so he did. Uh, they he moved out of the their one bedroom apartment, and she changed all the locks and returned home. So on October thirtieth, nineteen eighty two, a few weeks after the breakup, uh, Dominique was at her home rehearsing for a new miniseries that she had been casted in called V, uh, with actor David Packer. Her character was also a victim of abuse, and it said that when she was in the makeup chair, the makeup artist didn't have to do much to the due to the amount of bruises on her body from Sweeney's abuse. Oh, jeez. <sighs> oh my god, he's so fucking angry. Anyways, it's fine. Um, afterwards, but also like makeup artist friendo. Someone's got to stand up for someone. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he's... I mean, she had broken up with him. You know, like it was over. Um, so, um, but so, uh, during one of their breaks in the evening, uh, she called a female friend on the phone before Sweeney somehow convinced an operator to patch him through to her. And it like broke into their conversation. Oh, no. Um, Her friend said, oh God, or her friend said that she had said, oh God, it's Sweeney. Let me get him off the phone. Um, within 10 minutes later, after the phone call had ended, uh, Sweeney showed up on her doorstep. He demanded to be let in and they spoke briefly through the locked door and convinced her to speak with him outside on the porch while her co-star David Packer remained inside. He then, David Packer, uh, heard smacking sounds, two screams, and a thud. He immediately called police but was told that Dunn's home was out of their jurisdiction. What year is this? 1982. I mean, checks out for 1982. (laughs) But also, like, can we get someone who is responsible? That would be great. Yeah, like, patch me through, bitch. Like, come on. Pass me along, bitch. It's time. You're telling me an operator could get John Sweeney into a conversation that he was not invited to, but, like, the police can't be like, let me get someone for you. Um, yeah, he then called a friend and informed them that if they found him dead, John Sweeney was the killer. Um, yeah, he managed to escape out the back door, but as he approached the driveway, he saw Sweeney kneeling over Dunn. He told the actor to call the police, and when they finally decided to arrive, he had his hands in the air and stated, I killed my girlfriend and I tried to kill myself. We'll get into that. Um, Dunn was transported to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, where she was immediately placed on life support because her heart had completely stopped. Um, unfortunately, she never regained consciousness. Um, sorry. Uh, her family immediately flew out to be with her in the hospital. Um, there's a part in Dominic's, uh, article where he talks about seeing his daughter, um, in the hospital. I don't know why I'm so emotional about this shit. Um, um, and it was just really devastating that he had to walk in. And I mean, this is the last memory that he has of her. He said that she had tubes coming out of her body. They completely shaved her head. Um, and she had a bolt placed in her skull to relieve some of the pressure in her brain. Sorry. Um, I didn't want to get that graphic about it, but I think it really needs to be said because John Sweeney is the biggest piece of shit I've heard about in a while. 
Yeah. Um, uh, take a second. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's really rough. That, that's water. horrible. That guy sucks. Oh, I get so And I, I almost hate it even more because the way he was, it sounded like he was already outside with his hands up. Like, oh, I tried to kill myself too, but, uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. He is such a fucking pussy. Um, so it said that after the arrest, John seemed devoid of any remorse for what he had done. In a conversation with a friend, he said, I, this is a direct quote. I fucked up. I can't believe I did something that would put me behind bars forever. Man, I blew it. I killed her. I didn't think I choked her that hard, but I don't know. I just kept on choking her. I just lost my temper and blew it again. If you played a drinking game with the eyes and me's you just said in that statement, you would die. <laughs> die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during interrogations of what happened, he told police that he had just gone over to talk to her. He changed his story twice, by the way, of course. Um, but she had instigated a fight and he grabbed her around her neck and then blacked out. Uh-huh. The next thing he remembered was being on top of her body on the ground. He also claimed, okay, this is fucking wild. He also claimed that he attempted CPR, which caused her to vomit, which then also made him vomit. And then he also said that he ran into her house and ingested two bottles of pills in an attempt to kill himself. He then returned to lay next to her uh, and pulled Dominique's tongue out of her mouth like he would do for his father when he suffered through a seizure when he was a kid. Did you say she was seizing or was she? No. This was like, give me that tongue. He he just wanted, I think he was just trying to shoehorn in that he came from an abusive family, but still like tried to help his father during situations like that, which I don't also, think you're supposed to, yeah. No, okay, yeah. A, you're not supposed to do that, but I've been on the seizure train way too many times. Yeah. The listeners on Murder Bliss knows that. Do not put your fingers in someone's mouth, period. But also she probably vomited from a concussion. Like. Yeah. Because, I mean. If they she vomited at all. Yeah, if she, like, yeah. Um, the police didn't buy into any of this shit because there were no narcotics found in his system. He tried to say that he, they must have been placebos or, like, <laughs> yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Even if you take two whole bottles of ibuprofen, like, you're gonna be fucking sick or something from it, you know? They were gazebos. They're gazebos. <laughs> They're bullshit. Um, uh, he was also completely coherent when they arrived on the scene. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so unfortunately on November 4th, 19 days before her 20, 23rd birthday, I need to get that in everyone's head. She was fucking 22, almost 23 years old. Her parents had to remove her from life support due to brain scans that showed that she had no brain activity due to oxygen deprivation. Uh, how old was he? Did you ever say? You know, I just didn't even look. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that video, like, went so well into, like, his life. And um, I don't think it... I only added in that he came from an abusive family because that was really the only fact um, that I could stomach. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. whatever. Like, it doesn't give you a right. Fun fact, if you're a victim of abuse, it doesn't give you a right to make someone else a victim, obviously. Right. Um seek therapy <laughs> there are affordable options also just don't be a garbage piece of shit human <sighs> oh, an option. 
So, during Sweeney's trial, which he had originally been arrested for attempted murder, but after her passing, the charges were dropped and changed to first-degree murder, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say manslaughter, and I was, like, standing up out of the chair. (laughs) (sighs) Sweeney's court-appointed attorney, another piece of shit, um, I know he's just doing what he's paid to do, whatever. Uh, Michael Adelson said that his not clients... Not paid that well. <laughs> yeah. Said that his client's actions were not premeditated or done with malice. Mm. Mm. I bet he doesn't sleep well at night. I <laughs> hope he's dead, but... Um, <laughs> that was something else I didn't mention earlier, but it, like, haunted me when I heard... Or when I read that, like... Uh, his actions weren't done with malice is that like one of the things that really stuck with her father was that he could see the bruises of his hands around her neck. So I don't think there was uh, no malice involved. That Uh, sounds very maliceful. Yeah. That's not a word. Oopsie. Oopsie. I'm not mad. I choked you to death. That's oh God. Okay. She tripped in my hands were like this and then she fell. Oh, yeah, get this shit. So he maintained that Sweeney acted out of the heat of passion, which was provoked by Dunn's alleged deception, and that she had supposedly lied about reconciliation. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to be mad about. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) Um i'm mad (laughs) yeah so dunn's family obviously disputed this claim because they were like no that's bullshit like she left him they were done for sure she changed the locks like there were witnesses like that's bullshit Um, she did not call him he called her yeah it was also found during an autopsy that she had been strangled for at least three minutes, which dismissed his heat of passion defense. Oh, oh wild. That's As we a know from long time. episodes ago, you don't need to do that long. <laughs> three minutes is it, how long it takes to cook a pop a bag of popcorn. That's a long ass time. Yeah. yeah. And my popcorn would be burnt. So <laughs> my microwave's very strong. Um, anyways. The prosecution called upon Lily and Pierce, an ex-girlfriend of Sweeney's, to testify on his history of abuse. She explained 10 cases of assault and two instances where she was hospitalized for injuries, one of which where she sustained a perforated eardrum and a collapsed lung. Shit. And then a broken nose during another one. Jesus. Okay, we're almost done, and unfortunately, I... The court was, in essence, bullshit from the get-go. Judge Burden S. Katz, who I hope is just fucking... I hope he is suffering from coronavirus or some shit. Something more painful. Way more painful. Um, He seemed to take all of Sweeney's requests into consideration and at one point even agreed to take a recess so Sweeney could cry by himself. Mm. Just decided to forego court that day so Sweeney could cry for four and a half hours I mean I hope he jerked off with his fucking tears four and a half hours at least yeah why would you waste the court's time what is what year is that that would never fly now 1982 holy Um, shnikes how many times have asked you what year it is (laughs) (laughs) every time like I could live in the 80s I'm like just fucking kidding god Um, and then also Okay, so during Lillian Pierce's testimony, he got so upset and pissed off that he 
Okay, he would carry a Bible into court with him and like cling to it the whole time. And at one point he threw his Bible at her and started yelling and screaming and cussing at her um, and saying that she was lying and shit. And so they had to drag him out of court. And then of course he politely apologized and Judge Katz totally accepted it. Uh, so much that on August 29th, Judge Katz ruled that the evidence from Lillian Pierce's testimony was insufficient, so the jurors were instructed not to base their deliberation on this, since it supposedly had nothing to do with his charge. (laughs) He also barred the testimony of Dunn's mother, friends, and family. Why? But for what? You did this for what? Yeah. I'm. A, I'm. Uh, I had to pull out my emotion wheel. This oh, was my that? emotion wheel. Yeah, what's you, an emotion wheel? You pick in the center oh. of the like general, like general emotion. So uh-huh. I picked angry. Uh huh. And then you pick like a subset of that emotion. So like let down, humiliated, aggressive, like frustrated. All of them. <laughs> And then you get like the specific. So I picked resentful, indignant, furious, provoked, <laughs> hostile, and infuriated. Those are my feelings right now. Can you send me that feelings wheel? I really yes. love that. I use it. I sent it to my therapist. I was like, this is great. I love it. <laughs> love this. Love my feelings wheel. Um, well, get ready to tap into some more emotions on the feelings Ew. wheel. Yes. <laughs> On September 21st, 1983, after eight days of deliberation, the jury acquitted John Sweeney of second-degree murder but found him guilty of voluntary manslaughter. He was sentenced to six years for the murder, but only served three years, seven months, and 27 days being released for good behavior. back in my wheel (laughs) can i borrow your wheel (laughs) oh my god depressed that seems right powerless this is like the only i guess upside to this is well and just hold 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 on because it's gonna make you mad but it gets did he die better but oh my god uh three months later sweeney was hired as a head chef in an upscale restaurant at the chronicle in santa monica Dominique's brother, Griffin, and her mother, Lenny, found out where he was working and would hand out flyers to patrons that read, the food you will eat tonight was cooked by the hands that killed Dominique Dunn. Noise. Sweeney eventually quit his job and moved away from Los Angeles. He is now happily married and changed his name to John Patrick Morrow. Who the fuck (laughs) marries someone who has killed someone? Please explain that to me. And is she okay? (laughs) Who knows? No. <laughs> Someone on Reddit found his Facebook. <laughs> That's the Why? only reason I know. You don't know get about to it. have a Facebook if you're fucking a murderer. You don't get one. All right, I'm done. Yeah. I've, um, this whole time I've been looking up to Judge, he's still alive. That bastard. I know. Yeah. So I'm sorry to have such a bummer, but as soon as I heard that um, she had been murdered by a boyfriend, I was like, oh shit what i had no idea about this and then i looked into it and i was like this is fucking way worse than i i mean it's always bad being murdered by anyone but this was like 
just infuriating. So sorry, I totally ditched my series and was like, nope, need to talk about this. But I think it is super important. Um, I couldn't find a lot of, this sounds dark. I couldn't find a lot of the crime scene photos, but the ones I did, I mean, she was just, I mean, battered. Like she just looked awful. Yeah. Um, but I highly encourage everyone to go read her father's article. He passed away in 2009, but, um, the article he wrote about her is just so insanely like emotional and obviously, and just really great. Like, I mean, it sucks that he had to write something like that, but he covers the whole trial and everything that went on and his first suspicions. Um, yeah. They always, no, that, that would be a dumb question. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We're gonna post the domestic violence hotline on our Instagram because it's probably more pertinent now than it ever is. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, please. Like, and I know, like, it's very hard for victims of abuse, like, when they show up at your doorstep, but just fucking call the police. Just don't hesitate. Like, get to a safe spot in your house and just call the fucking police. Like, do not let them back into your lives because this is just a literal fucking horror story. Like, I mean, I don't want to say it's like tainted poltergeist for me because it had nothing to do with poltergeist. Yeah. I think I hate that people think the film is cursed because she died, you know? No, it's cursed. Well, no, it's not cursed. She died because people fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone didn't handle his past abuse and took it out on, I think they said that she was 5'3 or 5'1. She was very short and like a hundred and something pounds, like very light. And he was a big guy. Like you can see pictures of him, you know, like he had the power over her and that fucking sucks. So definitely like call, call murder blows. <laughs> I'll get you out of there. <laughs> yeah. It may not me be me directly, but like seriously, just call somebody, especially the police. And I know it's like you can make it work. They're a good person. You've seen whatever you know, whatever excuse you want to make. I've made that mis- like excuse not for domestic violence, but for shithead, scrawny teenage boys. Um, it's not. It's not worth it. There are people out there in the world that don't act like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I'll bad... be your girlfriend. Let's do it. Just like Dominique said in her letter to him, like the bad outweighs the good every single time. I promise you. It's not like he farts like every 16 minutes. Even that is like, you know, like that's something you could learn to live with maybe. Maybe not, but. Maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) He chews with his mouth open. I don't know. Just, yeah. It's not one of those things if he gets violent or physically, emotionally abusive, mentally, whatever. Oh, no. That's heavy. Fuck you, John Sweeney. Suck a bag of dicks or John Marrow. I the feel like he gets to live and change his name. Like, yeah, the changing your name thing. If you've ever been convicted for a serious crime like that and freed, you should not be allowed to change your name. 
I think that's what's so fucked is because it's like he served his sentence, so he just gets to like live free. No, 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 no. He served three years. Yeah. <laughs> that, of, which is still. A... <sighs> yeah. So I found out that he only served like three and a half years before I finished like reading about everything. I oh. saw it and I was just like, that's why I was like, he came around and abused a family and he was a sous chef and that's all I fucking know about him. That's all I want to know about him. <laughs> Yikes. Well, happy Wednesday <laughs> for us. <laughs> it's Monday for them. Um, Yeah, we'll have to do a trigger warning in the intro. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Sorry. Well, That's I just okay. found this plate, though, that says pepper spray first, apologize later. <laughs> a plate? <laughs> Yeah, it's like a dinnerware plate. I love that. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna like a welcome mat that says that. Maybe I just <laughs> should say six feet now at this point. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, six feet. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> My therapist was right about you. Is another good one. <laughs> Look, I found something positive. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I don't know if I have a positive thing this week. <laughs> it's uh, a doozy. Yeah. We're still just doing it. Uh, please just stay home. If you want to go to work, please just stay home. Your, your roots are going to be fine. You know, just there... shave your head. My God, I saw. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw that now this news video about people protesting, and it had a woman hanging out of the passenger seat of her car, and she's yelling about how she needs to get her roots done. And there's a clip where she points. It may not be the now this news video. Maybe in another one, but she like takes her hand and puts her hand to her roots to show off how much they've grown out. In the state of Michigan, and a, I saw a TikTok of a girl that totally debunked this video. This is this girl took it to the next level. Okay, she was like, I found out what state she was in, figured out what like what date they did the official stay-at-home order for the state of Michigan, and then she took she like photoshopped that video clip and took the woman's um, like a picture, like cropped out a picture of her finger. To show how many inches from the root mm-hmm. that, you know, was it going. And then she looked up how much <laughs> a woman's hair grows on average. And when she did <laughs> the math, she realized, she, like, proved that the lady hadn't had a root since October. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's long. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, It's okay. like half her fucking hair shaft. Yeah. And I'm it's like, I too it. have been in quarantine that long and debunked it it was that, so like, good half an inch that, in growth that made me happy yeah for sure i oh, think I it's it. just people being like i mean what it probably is she's probably a dumbass. maybe like myself when it comes to things like this uh doesn't justify it it's still stupid but you can't see it on here because you're listening to a podcast but my roots are literally like six inches long um <laughs> But because I didn't realize they were a thing until it just happened. Like the other day I was like, oh shit. 
they're like real long weird that looks funny oh well (laughs) then i got over it (laughs) so i'm sorry honey you can wait uh and i think like the thing that was most sobering for me was when someone was like they're not fighting for their right to go back to work they're fighting for other people to serve them yeah and put themselves in danger (gasps) yeah when i saw that i was like that's exactly what it is that's what it is if they don't have to work they would be happy Mm -hmm. but they need their hair done dang (sighs) ma'am this is a joanne's no (laughs) i told that story right Mm, no i mean i know that this is an applebee's but Oh, God. About the woman that came through my drive-thru as a frontline essential worker? No. So my company is doing this great thing (laughs) for nurses and first responders. Uh, Like, you know, people that, like, have been pulling, like, four doubles in a row and shit to try and fight the coronavirus. Um, They're giving them, like, a free cup of coffee. Um, and so this lady was like, can I get a venti ice matcha green tea latte with coconut milk? And I was like, sure, bitch. See you at the I window. Mean, I didn't say that order though. <laughs> yeah. Great order. And then she got to the window and I was, I told her a total and she goes, oh, I'm a, uh, frontline essential worker. And I literally had to look her in the eyes and go, ma'am, you're wearing a Joanne's uniform. <laughs> and she did not miss a beat. And she goes, Yes. It's like <gasps> I was like, this is for like doctors Health and first responders, like healthcare professionals. And she was like, I'm on the front line putting my life on the line so people don't get bored at home. And I was just like, Do I get fuck is Joanne's an essential business though? Like, how the fuck is Joanne's open? I don't know. But do Please I get free me. fabric? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, money, no. please. Twelve dollars for your vintage yeah. matcha. Money. I was literally like, I'm not giving you this free drink, and she was so upset. And I was like, You can talk to my manager, who I was also tell you this is a Joanne's. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was just like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you work at Joanne's, and she was like, Like she did, she didn't get it, <laughs> but everyone around me was just like, Is this really happening? And so uh, I was like, Ma'am, I'll, I'll humor you. We are we aren't offering free drinks. We're just offering like a free taller hot iced coffee. And she was like, But I didn't get that. And I was like, I'm well aware. So you can either give me five whatever or like you can go. <laughs> <laughs> she paid. She uh, of course she did. She oh, had to have it. She's an essential worker. Which is so wild because what in that drink is necessary to your existence? It's very low caffeinated. Yeah, super low. Coconut milk is nasty. Agreed. Um, matcha's great, but I don't even think you guys use actual matcha, right? It's like sugar. It's yeah, pure it's sugar. Yeah. yeah. It's not sh- yeah. Oh my god. The more that- I watch Queer Eye, the more I'm like, fuck, I'm Antony. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Do you like a good bad smell? I love a good bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> I was really torn over if you were Antony or Tan because you're very stylish. Not in a traditional way, though, and I do not know how to dress myself. There you go. Today I went into work with my onesie on as well, Maisie. 
Oh, see, I don't go outside with this. Like, not out. I don't go outside now. I live here now. <laughs> oh, I see. I see what you mean. I saw a girl at a bus stop once in a onesie, and I was like, that's your home onesie. Yeah, I don't want to taint it. But, yeah, if you have an outside onesie, that's great. But if that's your home, if you go and lay in bed in that onesie. No. No, dude. Work was like, you can turn on your cameras again. And I was like, bitch, look at these bangs. Ain't nobody turning on any cameras. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been wearing my onesie to work. It's fine. We need to do a YouTube video where I attach a pair of haircutting scissors on a long, like, selfie stick that can reach six feet, and I cut your bangs from six feet apart. Ooh, I'm very nervous. (laughs) How about we cut your bangs? (laughs) Game on. No, I'm actually trying to grow mine out, so. I'm thinking about it at this point. I'm already past the eyeball. I might as well. Join me (laughs) in my quarantine bangs. You should try yeah. to see, use the Arcadian pomade to see how far you can get them to stick up. I can still get them to stand straight Duh. up. Jeremiah <laughs> was like, what do I use? Oh, bless his heart. He was like, do I use the clay pomade or do I use the styling, the matte paste? And I was like, either, depending on what you want. I was like, do you want volume or do you want it control? And he was like, I don't know. I literally took probably like a pencil point of the pomade. And just rubbed it in my bangs, and, like, they stood all the way up. And he was, like, with that little product, and I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> so, I've been using it to, like, train my bangs this way, mm-hmm. because they were this way. Now they're not this way anymore, as you can see. Ah. <laughs> as you can see, as I am. A fucking I, monster. But say fine. what you will. This quarantine thing is horrible. But we are getting some grade eight content out there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that that would be one of the most interesting stories I've heard all week. <laughs> yeah. I've been I, watching a lot of Brad Mondo be like, this is how you cut yeah. your hair. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it. This is how you do it. And I'm like, I don't need to do it. Jeremiah, let me cut his hair. Mm, solved a lot of problems. Well, everybody. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. We can, I mean, we, it's been a while. (laughs) We need this. Don't do it. Let us have this. I won't do it. (laughs) Oh, I now know what we're talking about. Anyway, have a great one. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I made it through. You did it. Are you moving your invisible bangs?